being in a room where people can push you to try something, even though you don't know exactly how it's going to work out, you do that over and over again in a lot of different ways. And it helps build you up, right? It helps build scabs and heals you in certain ways. It breaks you apart and heals you and you get stronger and stronger as you practice doing this. So who's this? Oh, you're an entrepreneur? Oh, you're a real estate investor. Oh, you're trying to learn from those who did it. Well, come into the lab then. Put your white coat on, gloves on, notepad, and let's build y'all. Today, we are here with a gentleman that I have a lot of respect for um, and where we share mutual interests. And now we've moved the lab closer to your lab, your neck of the woods, even though your 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 lab is also, uh, your labs, your multiple labs are also across <laughs> multiple different states. And we geeked out about sure. that recently when we were in mass together. But what I love... And I said this last episode, and it doesn't happen often, that the reason we do a lot of this networking events and we go to these conferences and we, we you know, you just talked about it offline, right? Double down on social media is to bring in more people like you into my life, right? Like we actually, when we texted each other back in November <laughs> at the Seven Figure Boardroom, I was like, dude, we totally connected in like Nashville like a year or some change ago. And it had been a minute. And thank God for the history. Because I was like, I know, Dave. And you know what the crazy part is? I actually just uh, did an end-of-the-year recap. I'll send it to you. And you and Kim, your wife, your Aww. amazing wife, Kim, are in my recap of us holding the book of hospitable hosts on stage. I didn't even put two and two together at the time because I didn't even know you like that. Right? Right. So, without further ado, we got Dave Menapiece in the lab, <laughs> brother, another brother from uh, another mother doing his thing. Thank you. In a short-term rental space and obviously scaling very quickly. And you have a very unique model that we're not going to get into. But, man, what's going on, man? I, I mean, did I get that recap accurately? Is that how you remember it? Because there's always two sides yeah. to the story. Yeah, no, you nailed it. I mean, it was fun when I sent you a text after resaving your phone number in November. And yeah, wasn't our first rodeo doing that. So that was pretty cool. And uh, yeah, not sure when this will come out, but we'll do it again this weekend. So it's uh, it's been really neat seeing that come full circle and now getting to spend more time with you, man. Yeah, man, listen, iron sharpens iron. And I think it's only... Um, I'm going to actually put this on do not disturb iron sharpens iron. And the fact that we're, we continually happen to show up in the same areas is not by chance. It's by law as our coach right. would say, right? He'd be proud of this moment right now. It's right. by law. Um, and you, you know, what I love is surrounding myself. I think I was just doing a recap of the year and it was like, a coaching is one thing, but you know, proximity is another, right? And I know that's 100%. one thing that you value, and this is why you surround yourself by, by the best, and you continue to do so. And that's why I, that's the kind of people that I attract and that, that are attracted to the lab as well, right? So it's really neat. Yeah. And like you and I are actually going to kick off the year together in Arizona, and we're going to get into some deep work, uh, you know, and, and get into the spirit of it and, and less mechanical. But for those who may not be up to speed, 
Um, what's what's one thing I want to let you kind of give yourself the intro of like who was sure. Dave before? Like, let's give it the last half a decade and who is Dave now? And especially with all the deep work you've been doing, like, I think there's like a new version. I think uh, coach said the other day, like, you know, if you're doing this right, you should be meeting the new version of yourself. Like every, every six months, it's just like you're building a new foundation. So let's talk about before all this a little bit of when you started to experiment in real estate, who was Dave before that? Yeah. Yeah. And what I'll say is when you're doing this right, you meet a new version of yourself every week sometimes. And it's mm. cool to watch that. Um, you know, Dave, Dave before, we'll throw a date on it. <clears throat> Dave before COVID, that's an easy, that's an easy timestamp, you know, mm -hmm. March of 2020. Uh, Dave and Kim, my wife, Kim, you know, we owned a short term rental in Cape Cod. And I was in healthcare as a director at a healthcare consulting firm, uh, a certain discipline in healthcare. And I longed to do real estate full time in my life. So at this point, I'd, I'd run a short term rental for about a year. It was really interesting to me. My family and I got our free vacation in Cape Cod. But I hadn't connected the dots and I certainly didn't have the mental fortitude to leave a mm. W2 job and and go into real estate full time, which is a space I've been in now full time for about two years. Um, so that was then. Now, who is Dave? Who is Dave? Dave. Dave and Kim, because that's such a big part of me, my wife and I. Um, we own several short-term rentals. We own a few long-term rentals with some partners. And we own we own a company. We own a, a short-term rental co-hosting company called Property Management. And then in addition to that, uh, we run a consulting firm now. And we've been at that for several months. And we help homeowner, homeowners uh, be more empowered by learning how to run their own short-term rentals and do it effectively so they don't have to deal with all the mistakes we've made over the years. So I'd call a short-term rental consultant and coach hmm. um, with pretty big goals for growth. And I get my enjoyment out of seeing my team grow and succeed and spending time with my family. Wow. That is such a pure introduction and you know what i like about you too is in and I, I pay attention to a lot i mean i love to listen this is why i have this show where 260 plus episodes right and it's i'm very intentive uh and what i really liked is you choose your voice your your words very carefully which i really admire uh or you know even how you it was so beautifully said my gosh kim you got yourself a stud, right? Even how you said your wife is a part of your life. That was very beautifully said because you know, not too many people would even bring it together that way. So I really want to commend you for that. But you said something that was key. Absolutely, brother. You got to take the flowers. Um, <laughs> Dave, you said something that kind of like really hit me. It was like you didn't have the mental fortitude two years ago. What do you mean by that? And what gave you that mental fortitude to do it? Yeah. 
there were a few things. There were a few things. So I guess, you know, we'll, we'll hit on some mindset stuff, but um, it's really easy to give up on something when you can't see exactly how it's going to be accomplished. Hmm. And when you brainstorm over and over and over again, and you just don't know how it's going to be accomplished, it's not that you're, you might not necessarily give up. You still have that hope and dream, but um, you stay in that comfort zone going to your job every day, driving home, picking up the kids, trying to squeeze in a workout. We all know how that goes. Um, And it wasn't until COVID, which in a lot of ways, just the way things worked out was one of the best things that could have happened in my life. It, It finally shook some things up. I didn't lose my job or anything. I mean, my life didn't change other than I got, I didn't have to commute much anymore. And I had some privacy back in my day because I wasn't in an office. And um, my wife, Kim, helped me start taking some chances and Mm -hmm. learning how to leverage what we have to make real estate investments and to try starting companies together. And until you're like forced to do them, this is why I'm so big on environment, right? Being in a room where people can push you to try something, even though you don't know exactly how it's going to work out. You do that over and over again in a lot of different ways and it helps build you up, right? It, 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 it helps build scabs and heals you in certain ways. It breaks you apart and heals you and you get stronger and stronger as you practice doing this. So I didn't have, I didn't know how to take chances, real chances, right? I didn't know what it meant to um, go searching for money to make an investment. I didn't know what it felt like to leave a comfortable six-figure job and go do something that has no guarantees. And I didn't know how to be comfortable with failure and getting back up and trying again. And that's what the last three years or so, like the year before I left my job, up up till now have have provided me i mean it's massive it's it's the coolest thing ever if you're down to get into that mental framework of taking a risk (laughs) dude i mean it's just so interesting because you know you fundamentally start realizing it all goes back to the internal before you can see the external um which is I think the reason why we do this, right? If we can plant the seed right. to someone else and at the same time for inspiration from proximity, you definitely have given a lot of praise to Kim for giving you that push. What does that look like as partners? Cause I think there's people who are like in a position where they're like, oh, like I have to convince my partner or I'm in it and they're not interested, or maybe they are both interested and, you know, maybe one's more risk averse, one's less. What do you think makes your relationship so dynamic and, you know, for insight for, for someone who's listening to you might, who may want to, you know, maybe instill some of these, uh, some of that chemistry of how, of how to go ahead and execute. Dude, I love that you asked that. And, and I, I do have some, 
mechanical frameworks to give people but you know starting about 10 years ago maybe it was seven my, my most vivid memories are seven or eight years ago that was the year kim and i bought our first house mm -hmm. and um we have a whiteboard in our bedroom and we would whiteboard kim would say you know so at this point we we're late 20s like 27 28 somewhere in there uh kim would say i want to be retired by 40. Not like, hey, I don't want to work and Dave, you pick up the slack. Like, I want to legitimately be retired by 40. And I was like, man, that's insane. Like, I don't know how you make enough money for that to work. And she's like, I don't either. But let's work backwards from there. So I, quite frankly, would not, in my opinion, have come to that decision, like, on my own. I just wouldn't have. It, it, it was so foreign to me right my thought process was you always have a car payment you're always working to pay off your kids college you always have a mortgage you always have this that the other and i'm all for leverage don't get me wrong but i just didn't understand how it was possible then at some point down the road a few months later a few weeks later the seed was planted because because she had that goal and helped me see that goal the framework you know how what was the vehicle going to be her idea real estate mm. that's how we got into this mm. and um and i think that happens a lot in relationships somebody has an idea it doesn't have to be it could be whatever right and you see it as a benefit to your life and your partner's life and you want you want to water that seed and so for me, who's genuine, generally a much bigger risk taker than her, but I have full trust in her. I mean, game on, let's go for it. If Kim thinks it's a good idea, I'm down. And it's never been a bad idea. So what I would say though, to people who are struggling to get their partner on board to sort of see their idea, their thought process is just remember that the most important person you ever have to sell somebody on an idea like like the person you have to sell first are those that are going to be impacted by your idea mm. if you can't sell them you're going to have a really hard time being successful selling it to clients to customers to whoever and there's not something wrong with somebody with a partner just because they don't appreciate your idea or they don't they're not totally bought in. You have not done a good enough job selling the value of that idea and like sort of raising their mindset or at least getting on par with them and growing together. So I'll leave that nugget there. Always look internally. Don't get pissed off at your partner because they don't want to do something that you want. Yeah. Bring it internally first and try and work through it that way. Yeah. And I would say too, like, I think what needs to happen, um, well, you know, when we're on this topic is I think you really need to be able to sh almost prove to your partner. Cause I think, you know, if you're a person who's inconsistent and your partner, you know, tell your, it's this, it's the exact same conversation that you have with your self image. My goodness. I can't help myself. People are like, what are these guys talking about? The, it, this is so critical because it goes back to, if you have, let's just say, issues with being consistent with yourself and you let yourself off the hook and your partner sees that whether you have a great idea or not they're going to be like i can't take you seriously because you say you're going to go to the gym and you don't 
You say you're going to make more time for us and you don't. You say you're going to get a new job and you don't. You say, right, you're, you're saying all these things and you're not doing them. So I think for us, That's a great point. I love what you said. It's like you're selling yourself every single day and we should, right? It's And especially in a marriage, it's not like you're, you're married and then you stop selling. You got to prove to your partner that, yeah, I am getting better. I am investing myself. I am going to be better. And because of those other reasons, how I how you do one thing is how you do everything. This is why when I say that this is a new opportunity, I'm serious because my other actions have shown that anytime I set myself, I, I make my mind and I commit to something because you love me and because you see that I, I mean what I say, I'm going to pay attention. So you kind of, you, you not kind of, you have to earn it. Um, and I think sometimes we forget that, that, Hey, you should just support me. Well, have you, have you, do you have receipts that show that you are the type of person that you're worth taking a risk with? Totally. Totally. And what I'll say too, if anyone's ever struggling in building confidence in their spouse or partner is start with the little things, everything that you just listed off, Ruben, whether it's going to the gym, eating healthy, you know, picking up the kids consistently, like whatever it is, like whatever the small things are, like build, stack up the small wins as much as you can and do it well, right? Like, you know, we're in, we're in, you know, at least I'm in STR secrets with Mike Shogren and he always says like, be world-class. Mm. And so, you know, if you're being world-class with just like getting your stuff done at the house or whatever it is and supporting whatever it is you're called on to support, it's going to be a lot easier for you to make a sale when that most important, most important person you have to sell is the one, you know, sharing the car payment with you, sleeping next to you or whatever it is. Um, and then you can really start to accomplish cool, big, neat problems, you know. Yeah. Getting your spouse to say yes isn't a fun problem to overcome, <laughs> no, but it's, it's an important. It's one. juicy. It's worth it. And and it's there's <laughs> something about also that fulfillment of like, hey, you know, it, it's it's a collaboration, right? It's a partnership. It's like, wow, you planted that seed, and I believed in you, and we were in it together now, and it's beautiful. And that's not maybe always yeah. going to be the case, right? I think partners can have different ventures and all that but i think the support matters right uh the support definitely totally. matters that's awesome so you had then built the fortitude right and mm -hmm. tell us about your model because not everybody really understands and i also i have to say i really like the fact that you called that you also have a consulting company because i love that it's yeah. just so it's, it's just so world class i like it uh to be like oh yeah like it's consulting because it is uh, coaching or consulting, I, I like using those interchangeably. I really like co consulting, though, yeah. uh, because consulting, um, I think, takes the burden off of some people, too, because I think some people, you know, the word expert and all that, I always like to say I'm a student of the game, and I'm still learning. Uh, but I've been maybe five steps ahead of where you're trying to go, and I can help you as well. So let me consult you in okay. your journey as well as I'm actively also receiving consulting in mine, right? And it yeah. keeps everyone level-setted. At least that's how I like to care of my brand. So again, yeah. not surprised that that's how you do as well. However, yeah. let's talk about the model because you said long-term, Jesus, short-term. Let's talk about the what occurred 
when you got the vacation rental, because I like proof of concepts in the lab. That's one thing that I always really focus mm -hmm. on. We're not here to reinvent the wheel. So you have, from what I understood, some form of a proof of concept in the yeah. Cape, right? Yep. Um, tell us about how the proof of concept was established and then tell us about how that kind of ended up just a domino effect into many other successful experiments. Yeah. Absolutely. And and what I'll say is that I am somebody and Kim is somebody that like, we just don't take the word no very easily if we want mm. something. There's always a way. So, um, you know, once we bought the house in Cape Cod in 2019, by the winter of 2019 into 2020, we were totally hooked. I mean, we were like dead set. We're going to find a way to have short-term rentals support us in some way, shape or form. And so we bought the house, you know, we learned the hard way how to manage it as most people did back in 2018, 2019, around then you just trial by fire. Um, we actually, as that house went up in value, we took a home equity line of credit out and started using that to do the burr strategy on several houses in a different market so that market was down in chattanooga tennessee it's probably a different podcast on how we chose that market and everything but we did this because uh, and, and we brought a partner in really good friend of ours who had some money and, and together we engaged in this uh, um, investment strategy and we would buy a house renovate it um, rent it out and then we would refinance it and then we'd, we'd repeat the process. And we got good at figuring out how to manage things from afar, from a thousand miles away, managing a renovation when I've never, some of those houses I've never seen in my life. From, from the time it was purchased to the time it was renovated to there's been tenants in them now for years, I've still never seen them. Um, and learning how to build those systems gave us confidence to buy houses further away than Cape Cod, which is only about an hour and a half away. So we bought a second short-term rental. We wanted to get back into the, you know, the mode of buying a short-term rental because we just, we love the hospitality industry. You know, you'd see the guest book that people would sign at our house in Cape Cod. People would get engaged there. They'd have family events there. I mean, holy moly. And actually, up in Maine, I was reading the guest book and somebody got baptized in the hot tub. <laughs> like, what? No way. Hey, by the way, what's the guest book? Is this like a physical guest book? Like it's a, a physical like a... guest book. Yeah, yeah. Like that, the guest can sign. And um, <clears throat> so just cool stuff happens when people are on vacation. It's a good, it's a good way to live always being on vacation. So when we bought that uh that second short-term rental at this point you know kim being more risk averse me being more down to take risks even though the first investment property was her idea i did have to sell her on hey a mountain market that's four hours away is a good idea and here's why you know my experience in doing the burrs down in chattanooga tennessee gave her confidence that we would be fine buying this house up north how did and how did you yeah. um when you say your experience doing birds, what experience did you have? Was that from the, was that from the first one? Here. Yeah, it was. I mean, because we ended up doing five or six of them in a two-year period. In 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 Tennessee, in Tennessee, in Tennessee. Okay, yeah. and and the first one, 
for for numbers purposes, because I sure. think people always like to understand, like, you know, yeah. the start. What what kind of property? What did you buy it at? Oh. And, yeah. then, and then and then it. what didn't you know, right? Because we talked about this. You didn't know about the <laughs> vacation home loan. So you guys went all in with the 20%, right? Which is interesting. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, that'll help for context, I hope. Experiment Nation, you've heard the word MTR, midterm rentals, as it is currently a hot topic and hot commodity right now because again there has been an increase in short-term rental regulations and there also has been let's face it a slowdown in what we were experiencing a couple years back when it comes to bookings so with that said short-term rental operators are looking for alternative solutions to tap into the midterm rental space however there is a space there is a sub niche of midterm rental insurance that i'm truly excited about that i want to share with you that the experience that we've had the tremendous results we've been able to have and that's the insurance midterm rental space which is very different than your traditional midterm rentals when you think of traditionally midterm rentals you think of travel nurses there is a space midterm rental insurance space that we've tapped in where you need to be well connected with insurance and relocation specialists and companies and understand the right type of asset required for you to be able to help these families what's really important that stands out the most which you can get in what i'm about to offer you is the understanding where to be found by these insurance companies how to properly manage your calendar so that your listings are optimized so that they can find you how to actually gain traction and build a relationship with these relocation insurance companies i've put together an mtr insurance blueprint that's double m t triple r insurance blueprint to cover these foundations after we've had success landing very large contracts on single family homes that literally 4x what we traditionally make in long-term rentals and also gives us peace of mind because there's less turnover and a hundred percent occupancy because these contracts can start anywhere from 30 days to three months to eight months and range anywhere from again we've landed anywhere from eight thousand to nine thousand dollars a month in per month on a single family home property which our mortgages are typically around the 2400 range which then gives you a large spread of anywhere from four to six k net on just one property and this is why it's very hot right now but people who haven't been in the lab with individuals like myself like jesse vasquez and dr rachel gainsborough and noble crawford don't have the foundations and don't know exactly where to start and therefore this is why i'm giving you guys a blueprint the mtrr insurance blueprint Go to the website experimentrealestate.com and get yourself a blueprint to completely change or at least have a plan B if you're a short-term rental operator looking to maximize your occupancy and profitability. We'll see you on the other side. Okay, so Cape Cod, we'll start with there. So we bought that house. It was um, listed at 280 grand. You can't find those anymore. Wow, <laughs> I really want to level set. This is FYI. Yeah, two bedroom, one bathroom house, 500 square feet, but it's not a cottage, it's a home. It's a year round mm -hmm. home with like, you own the land, everything. Where like a cottage, you don't own the land. It's leased land on like a 99 year lease and that happens a lot in Cape Cod. I didn't know um, that at all. See, I'm glad I asked the question. That That's a thing? That. 
That's a thing. Least and there's land. these communities of beachfront cottages. They'll be the same sized home, but they're mm -hmm. actually deeded. It says in the deed, they have to be winterized from like Thanksgiving all the way through May. You literally can't access your home during those months. There's no heat and they're really hard to get a loan. They're, they're appealing because they'll list for 200, 300K, but you, it's really hard to get financing because the home doesn't have heat. And traditionally a mortgage, like if a bank is gonna lend on something, they want to have heat and all sorts of stuff. Dude, that. <laughs> man, see, discrimination, you see how I be getting in there? Dave thinks I'm an expert. Yeah. I'm learning every day. Dude, that's crazy. I had, that's bananas. What? So this house was not in one of those communities, but it was the smallest house in the neighborhood, but it was super cute, super, super cute home. And I liked it because it had, even though the living room was tiny, it had really big bedrooms. It had a really cool big back porch, outdoor shower, all that good stuff. So we bought it for two. And back then it sat on the market for like three months at 280. Now, if I were to list it at 500, it'd be gone in a week. Easily, easily. So we put 20% down. We had no idea you could put 10% down. Where did we get the 20%? Uh, Kim's company had gone public. Maybe we got 60 or 70K and we just sat on that for a few years because we didn't have anything in need to like spend it on. And eventually that's what we used for the down payment. So that's kind of that wow. whole piece. We spent about six grand furnishing the house. And then in the very first year, you know, our mortgage payment was like 1200 bucks a month. The very first year, I think it grossed like 25 or 30 K. Uh, at this point, we've continued to reinvest in the house and make it nicer as Central AC now. Like, how about that? Okay, little, look at you. you done came Central, up. AC. Central Air, look at you. Yeah, Moving up in life. It's I been like renovated, that. new furniture. Um, so now it, it hits about 45, 50 K a year and we wow. use it a decent amount in the summer, but it went up in value. It went up in value to like 450, 475, somewhere in there. So we went and got a home equity line of credit, which gave us access to about a buck 50, somewhere mm. in there. Say it one more time for the people in the back. 150 150K. Might be a little more than that. And yeah. that was a home equity, was that a HELOC or home equity loan? It was a HELOC. So HELOC, line of credit. Line of credit, very nice. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And and then we got a line of credit on our primary residence for like a hundred. So we had kind of like we didn't intend to use it all, and it, we still never have. But it's just access to capital. You know, other places you can pull off lines of credit can be from a stock portfolio too. Because um, margins which is not a margin. They're usually like seventy percent up to the value that you own in that. Uh, in that brokerage account. And you can even do it off, I wouldn't do this, but you can even do it off of like Bitcoin and stuff like that. Hmm. Um, that's so volatile. I yeah, that's a little wild. I wouldn't do it. By the but, way, just for, for those of us who haven't used those, is this business line of credit, or that's, excuse me, business line of credit, this HELOC, home equity line of credit, does it stay just open or will they reevaluate the, 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 the terms? Is it fixed terms? Do they fluctuate? As the line stays open, do you need to close it at some point? What are what are the mechanics around that? Yeah, it stays open for 10 years mm. and the rate is prime minus one and uh, interest only payments. And so um, 
we re did it when the house went up in value a few times. So we kind of like got the line of credit extended a few different times as the value of the home went up. Um, and now we've just kind of kept it at where it is now. Um, we could probably get more money out of it, but we don't need it. Like you, you reach a point of diminishing return you know, after yeah. a while. It just, it is what it is. How um, much more does it add to your monthly payment on that 1200 when you have a line of credit? And yeah. that when you do the math on that, are you like now at like 1400, 1500 a month? Like how much is that payment based on what you're borrowed? Do you happen to know? If you, if you, it, you only get charged based on balance that you owe. So we don't owe, we haven't maxed it out. So it's not a full thing there. Um, but I would say our monthly payment is usually around a thousand to 1300, but there's a lot of different entities that contribute back to that payment. There's at this point, there's an investment business in Tennessee, right? There's my house up in Maine that pays some there's my co-hosting business where we've paid for education so there's like all these different little things that at the end of the month flow in so no one entity pays more than a couple hundred bucks so um, you're basically saying just so we're very clear that you're using your multiple <laughs> businesses to and and basically income generating assets to pay off that line is what you're saying all contributing yep. and you're also using that line to say maybe leverage some for the the house some education for the education or, some yeah so it's like having this in-house line of credit that you can use to your to your disposal totally that's amazing. Uh, totally so we haven't only just used it in real estate it's been you know for all these different businesses and things that we have going on but it's been a it's been a great lifeline for us i think of how much further ahead we are you know and so like back to one of the questions you had asked. So we manage properties now that that was born out of owners in each of the different markets that we're in wanting a better property management solution. Mm. And, and was that always the goal or did that come organically? No, that was it's so funny how far we come in such short amount of time. I went to the first short term rental wealth conference in Nashville. Uh, and it was June 8th of 2022. It's my 34th birthday. It was my present to myself. Nice. And once again, my best friend, Kim says, go, you've left your job. You have the time. You have no idea what could come of it. You should go. It's a really good decision. <laughs> that was where I learned about co-hosting. I had originally just gone down to maybe learn how to manage our, our own two short-term rentals better. But what, uh, and, and managing properties wasn't all that interesting to me at that time. I love it now, but uh, Julie George, our famous Julie George, we love her dearly. She, um, she gave this fantastic presentation about how she built up her company and sold it and how that all worked. And, you know, one of the reasons we love real estate is you can do a lot of things to impact the value of the home. It's mm. an investment strategy that you have a lot of control over where you don't necessarily have control over stocks other than buying or selling them, right? Um, I never looked at a business through that lens until Julie gave that presentation. 
And then she gave it like a secondary version, a more in-depth version of it in Miami a few months later that we got to see. But once I realized that, I said, oh man, building a business doesn't have to be work. Building a business is an investment, just like real estate. Mm. And that was really what got us to think about, well, if we were going to build a business and sell it, how would we want it to look? And so, you know, we don't have plans on selling our business right now, but that, that was like the background behind that. And you like the option though. Yeah. You always want to have options, exit yeah. strategies. Yeah. Um, if you build a strong enough business, you can even leverage that to get access to capital to invest more too. There's all these different things. Yes, sir. <laughs> By the way, that's, that's, that's one of the, just as an FYI, putting out there for experimentation, that's one of the things we're really doubling down on in 2024 uh, is the mm. business lines of credit. So. Business lines of credit. Um, Very interesting. Yeah, you, 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 especially when you think about how established when you show that your business is bringing cash flow, aka rent, co-host rent, and it's hitting that account, and you're aligned with the right bank, you can go. Don't do it online. You can go into a relationship manager and say, "Hey, I got the receipts. Um, how can yeah. you foster the exact same relationship?" So you can just like you have a home equity line of credit, you can have a business line of credit uh, with respect to your business, right? And uh, it goes a Amazing. long way from being able to grow, scale, software, yeah. name it. Um, right. So that's that's amazing. I love it. And one of the smartest things we did, and now if you want, I'll kick it over to the consulting side of things. I know we're wrapping up in a little bit here. You know, one of the smartest things we did. You know, we've been we've been so blessed to have amazing people in this journey open up their notebooks to us. Mm. Um, you know, Mike Shogren's a, a great example of one. Bill Faith, we've gone out to dinner with Bill Faith, uh, you and learning learning your midterm rental secrets, my friend. And, you know, Julie George, another convert a person we had a conversation with. It was actually Kim and her. Her name's Stacy St. John. And Stacy St. John, we love her dearly too, hospitable host author. She mm -hmm. shared how she made certain investments in her business on the front end while she still had a W-2. Mm. So when she'd leave her W-2, it wouldn't be like her working a job again. It would be her managing a business. Mm. Very different. And so that's what we did. That's exactly what we did. And we, you know, we had two full-time staff members when there was only our two houses and two co-hosting clients. Wow. That's impressive. Which sounds insane. Best decision I've ever made. <laughs> can you, can you elaborate on that? Cause I don't think most people are, you know, it might, that might go over someone's head, but it's very, for those who don't know who Stacy St. John is, what does it mean to build, you know, your business on, on the front yeah. end? Yeah. We, I always focused heavily on sales because I'm I'm good at growing things. I'm good at selling things. But you need someone to service. You need someone on the fulfillment side to actually provide the service that you're selling. In our case, managing properties, which is not a product, it's a it's a full time gig, right? Mm. And the the month was March, March or April, and we were going on vacation in June. I knew I was going to be bringing online twelve to thirteen houses under management. 
and I wanted to take my vacation <laughs> without being bothered. So what does it mean to build on the front end? What we did is we hired two staff members that work full time and um, they service certain areas of the property management business, in this case, short-term rentals. They're managing guests on Airbnb. They're coordinating with cleaners. They're reporting claims, right? They're, they're, they're covering a lot of the replicatable tasks that can happen mm. on day to day. And our team has since grown where we have a director of operations now and it's all fancy and she's amazing. Couldn't do it without her. But that's what it is. It's investing in support and labor, labor costs. So you have coverage so you can step away from the business and, and get a, a much better view of what's happening, but also grow the business and work on it. Mm, and so That's such a key learner because we get yeah. so caught up again in the mechanical into the weeds of mm -hmm. it that you don't even get a chance to step out as the visionary just trying to see, hey, which direction we're going to go into. What is the for someone who is listening is like okay i really like that but where the heck do i start is that a virtual assistant is that like a local person that you find like where what is the role that i should be looking for when it comes to that and and where do i find them totally and it'll again it'll all depend on your goals in our context of this discussion mm -hmm. it being a short-term rental business um we initially started with a staffing agency, like a, a virtual assistant staffing agency. Um, that first VA didn't end up working out. And I'm tying this all together now. Um, and the first iteration of our business was not fun. It was very hard and it wasn't profitable. We didn't have great houses. We didn't have great relationships with all the owners. Some we had amazing relationships with, but it was very, very challenging. So we made a decision. We made a decision to join uh, the Short-Term Rental Secrets Mastermind, which was one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life. And through that program, that was not cheap. And that was another one of those leap of faith, like, oh boy, this costs as much as a car. <laughs> like, yeah, this has mm -hmm. to work. And believe me, it does. Shout out to Shogun, but he ain't playing. <laughs> no, no, he wants you to succeed and he, yep. he delivers. And yep. so through there, we use the program within short-term rental secrets to help us find um, virtual assistants, help train them because time is money, man. Time is money. Like speed is important. So they helped train them up for us and they taught us how to be good leaders for the team, which is very, very important. You know, these aren't mm -hmm. robots, they are humans. Um, they have wants, needs, goals, and everything in between. And so um, helped us become better leaders and, are, and effectively have a successful co-hosting business that didn't take my time 24 seven. So I could, at the end of the day, give the best service to my clients who are the owners. Yeah. And Dave, I can't help but, but help help you correct yourself. Uh, because listen, we're we're both learning here, brother. <laughs> yeah. And I had a I had a wise gentleman by the name of Myron Golden say that uh, time is actually not money; time is your life. <laughs> so when you put that right. into perspective, you're like, oh, like, what am I doing? And I was just literally speaking with this with Mike, like literally less than 24 hours ago. 
Wow. On if you think about it, why are things, and this is like very empowering, and I just want to plant this because it, what, what you just said is so key and you can go a level deeper. It's like, and we'll, we're going there together, is if you think about why are things so expensive to people, to the guy or gal next door, to the person that's exchanging time for money, it's because they're exchanging their life for that money. But when you have a business or a system or you're creative and you have a vision and you're able to have your business generate income, then it doesn't matter what this costs or what this costs because your time wasn't spent. Your creativity created that. Um, And so when you think about that, it puts things into perspective as to how why someone who is exchanging time Time is your life. So it's actually that much more important. And the reason I'm, I, I just want to echo that, it's it's that much more important to be conscious of your time because you're not getting that back. Money, you can make or lose it. Time, you don't get back. So right. just wanted to echo that. That's so and that's important. why it's that much more important that you were able to see that and then you know build it from the front end. Which is very interesting yeah. and 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 so smart. But I think what you need to have is that like long term vision of like our commitment, right? Like right. we are committed for the long run. This is where we've made a decision to do this, and therefore we're going to do it the right way. Which I love that you did it that way, dude. And I always say too, if you're not going to try and be the best in the world at it. And it's important to you, not just like a task, but like, it's really important to you, then like, just go for it, you know? Mm -hmm. And that was really a big changing point for us. That was a little over a year ago. And in a lot, like things have been changing for the better at like a rapid clip since Mm -hmm. then. And as that company began to grow, we learned this is where it gets kind of interesting. We, we, we had someone working for us for a long time, part-time, and she's since left her job now works for us full-time has for a few months as our director, who is huge congrats, a total man. stud. <laughs> like she's a total, total stud. And it sure gives us freedom, but she's into the same mindset and growth opportunities as we are. And so it helps push like the whole, like the trunk of the tree is a lot stronger now. And one thing I learned um, end of last summer is that I was missing out on an opportunity to serve a lot of people. Mm. And it had to get, it had to get like plastered on me and thrown in my face for me to finally come up with a a solution to be able to serve those people. There were folks that really, really, really want to benefit from our operational systems from a management perspective and learn how to manage their own home, but didn't want a property manager. And I hate the word no. I, I hate saying no. I hate when people sit, tell me no. It's just a bad word. It's not a good word. <laughs> I love that and <laughs> and uh, uh, a lady would not let me say no to her. <laughs> and 
I'm so thankful she did that. Wow. Um, and we had done consulting in different aspects of people's businesses that they were managing. Businesses meaning short-term rental mm-hmm. um, operating. And finally, somebody, this lady needed support from the ground up, rebuilding all of her listings, everything that goes into running your own short-term rental. And she needed help learning the connections, the network in that given market. Like, who should I call for this? And of course, I have all of those things and I have the ability to help her. And that was really when our consulting, uh, consulting, coaching product, whatever you want to call it, was born and it, it was it was this really neat thing where it was a done with you or done for you model of us building everything and then done with you where we provided the education and then stayed on board like now we stay on board for a full year to support them her and and now since then other clients if they run to any issues have any questions and once every month to two months sit down with them and readjust and tweak their tweak their pricing for like the upcoming two months and make sure they're in a good spot. And it, it, it unlocked a lot of things for people where maybe joining a full mastermind when it's like a family house and it's like, you don't have aspirations of growing like Mm. we did. So, so for some folks who wouldn't consider themselves investors, a mastermind might not be the right path or it might be cost prohibitive there's this area in the market where we were like, holy moly, we can help a lot of people really quickly. Um, And by having this team, this goes back to why I was so happy a year ago that we front loaded this business. It's my team that can enjoy this new service line and help me build out these things, these listings, these, you know, like for the, for the clients and then help educate them. And so it's like, if I'm not available, I have backups, people they can reach out to and get their answers, their questions answered quickly. And it's been a super, super, super fulfilling. It's really neat. Dude, that is that is genius. Because <laughs> it's so funny because you told me about it, but it just hit different as you said it, because that's exactly what it is. It's, And that's where I find myself. It's like the people that I'm working with, they're like, Oh yeah, like I want to get the next one, etc. But there's always riches in the niche, niches, right? Where there's yeah. this people are like they just have one property and they just have zero ops background. They don't have the infrastructure, right. they don't have SOPs, but should you just give that life to them? Like it's almost like giving that lifeblood yeah. or even like some kind of uh what's what's the word I'm using for some the motor? That's yeah. all they need. That, that and then you just kind of like hey bring in for service you know like just yeah. oil chain yeah. right and that dude it's, that i've never by the way i've never heard that i have not yeah. and you need <laughs> and to double down on it you want to hear proof of concept one of my clients mm-hmm. um we built out his airbnb his vrbo listings tied it together on a property management system, implemented price labs for his pricing, his locks, connected him with everyone in that network. Proof of concept, that guy made more than I did in the month of December in the market that like people people know me as the dude to help them make a lot of money. I was like, it works. Wow. I mean, he's got, he's got a pretty sweet house. And he's a pretty darn good operator now that he's educated on it. But that was really cool. That was like a cool moment of like, this dude's got a good house. 
He just needs to know how to do all this stuff and he needs it built the right way from the beginning, right? When you go to buy a car, Ruben, you don't want to have to build the car and then take it out of <laughs> Nope. Ship it to me, baby. Dude. So I, that's that's where that was born. That is a genius business model. And I love how come you bring it full circle. It makes sense. It ties into your core values. You don't want to say no. So then what is an alternative solution for the marketplace to become a servant in the marketplace? Not only a done, uh, you do a done for you, but then you also have a, how, what would you even call this? A kickstart you, a, 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 a jumpstart yeah. you like. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Listen, I mean, man. <laughs> It's it's neat. It's it's yeah. been a really fulfilling business line. I call it a service line. Yes. So it's still under the five star co host. It might not be forever. Yeah. Um, would, yeah. 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 Because they're, they're really two totally different revenue streams. But my team loves having yeah. the opportunity to yeah. build out all of this stuff with me, and then get to be part of that owner's journey yeah right and to put icing on the cake if there becomes a time we've never had a convert but you know what we have in our contract is that so long as everything is kept up to date as we educate and instruct after we hand it off Mm -hmm. um if they ever don't want to self-manage anymore we will take it on for free into our co-hosting business so there's still a co-hosting fee but there's no startup fee or anything like that yeah. because at that point we know the house fairly intimately. There's so. buy-in there, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I love it. It's been and fun. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that concept. I love how it started. I love how you evolved. I love how <clears throat> you had the inspiration, intuition, uh, support from Kim desire, Kim planting the seed, you doing it as yeah. a couple growing and and being close to um i know you've gotten there uh, where you're 100 um doing this and been doing this for two years plus and and kim obviously is going to have that opportunity when when she's ready and you guys are putting yourself in a great position to do so so i love to see people like you win man um i want to know we were talking about offline right you're you're you're, you know you got some new social media team and all that stuff like how do do we tap in with your 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 company your your service and and the done with you right or done for you i should say and the jump start with you how how do we tap in what is the best way for us to get in touch with you brother absolutely Usually Instagram or Facebook are the the two where I'm most readily available. So my Instagram is, it's pretty tough. I'm just kidding. It's just Dave underscore Menapace. And then on Facebook, just Dave Menapace. So shooting me a DM there is a a pretty good way to get a hold of me. Um, You can, you can reach out through our co-hosting website, which is sort of where all this was born, but uh, uh, www.5, the number five, strcohost.com. Uh, so any of those three spots are usually the best place to find me. And I love helping people, love Love helping people. I meet with people all day, helping them. Uh, I'm an open book. 
Love that. Five-star co-host. By the way, good for you for getting that domain. Jeez, that's actually pretty yeah. impressive. <laughs> uh, pretty badass, too. Uh, but, yeah, no, we'll be – I'm looking forward to catching in the flesh with you again this week. I'm yeah. the spoiled one here, uh, but also wow. learning from you and learning from each other. I think your model is amazing. I think it's going to be a niche of its own. I, I'm calling right now. It's going to be a big opportunity, and I think that part of the company is bigger than I think you even realize and uh, the sky's the limit for that. I'm so serious when I say that. These consulting companies not only provide such a great service, but are very scalable. And I would separate that bad yeah. boy right away and, and start charging from a different entity. Because, boy, I'll tell you right now, I would buy that yeah. business all day long. <laughs> so, Well, in, yeah. in my background being in consulting, I know how to build consulting businesses and how mm. to systematize them and offer really good service and so our goal for that business is to change 100 lives this year we've already gotten six lives started in in 2024 so another 94 to go at least but um it's fun it's really fun i'd love to help anyone who is curious to learn more about that business absolutely i'm curious so i'm gonna be curious george the whole time Oh, uh, well, we're geeking out together. Brother, I could go on for days, but you guys already hear the man, Dave underscore Menapace on Instagram, Dave Menapace on Thank Facebook, 5strcohost.com. Five star, that's right. Dave Menapace, thanks for coming to the lab, brother. And just like that, Experimentation, we are out. Experimentation podcasting has changed the way we operate as real estate investors ourselves, and it can do the same for you. Podcasting has been the source of the masterclasses that we get thanks to the world-class real estate investors and practitioners and specialists that come into the lab from all realms, from short-term rentals to mid-term rentals to real estate syndications to even software as a service, owners, founders, entrepreneurs, have helped enrich our experiments by giving us the education, helping us build a network, and lastly, and most importantly, a brand association to open up multiple doors for our respective businesses. If you understand the power that podcasting can have, and you know that you need one for your brand, please, you can rely on our team. InvestedTalent.com is my team and the team that helps this podcast, The Real Estate Experiment, become the fruition each and every single week to educate my community, build relationships on the air, and continue to build our brand. If you know that you need to do the same for your brand and you haven't pulled the trigger yet, maybe because you don't know how, our company, InvestedTalent.com, does the end-to-end from the time that you record to the time that it is published to even repurposing content on multiple social media platforms. That's what my team can do for you. Simply go to InvestedTalent.com and book a discovery call to see how my team can help you launch your podcast.